She is a professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. She entered graduate school in her 40s, got her doctorate just before turning 50, and did a postdoctoral fellowship in her 60s. She's the co-author of Living to 100, Lessons in Living to Your Maximum Potential at Any Age, and has appeared on Dateline, The Today Show, Oprah Winfrey, and now... The best. The Growing Boulder Radio Show. Let's welcome Dr. Marjorie Silver. Hello, Doc. Hello. How are you today? We're great. Uh, we, we feel not worthy to have you in our presence. We certainly appreciate your time. Uh, and let's get right to it. You've got to be excited to be living during this time when everything that we've been taught about aging is seemingly changing almost overnight. Well, I'm, I'm very excited. And my work uh, has just been a wonderful revelation because I was studying the thinking abilities of centenarians. And it had been thought uh, up until my work that everybody at 100 would be demented. And this is just not true. About 25 to 30 percent of 100-year-olds are totally cognitively intact. I mean, they have all their marbles. (laughs) And there are others who have a few problems but get along very well in their uh, daily life. So it was really... uh, wonderful, positive uh, piece of research that was cutting edge. And these hundred-year-olds, you say you're revolutionaries. They're the first revolutionaries. Boy, they certainly are. Uh, and you, you know, the real pioneers of aging. They're right at the cutting edge. You spent years with Dr. Thomas Pearls as the associate director of the prestigious New England Centenarian Study. Uh, by the way, Dr. Pearls has been a guest on this show. We had a great time with him. And I'm guessing that, that, that the years spent there are what led you to this book. Oh, yes. This book is, re- is actually based on our research in the uh, Centenarian Study. So everything in it is really scientifically based uh, and between us, we made a lot of discoveries. I mean, there was a lot of work on the health, the physical health of centenarians as well. Uh, and it turns out that m- many of them are very healthy, well into their 90s. Uh, and it's just, you know, an amazing group of people. I had the privilege of, at that time, the second oldest the, the oldest woman in the world was uh, Sarah Knauss in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And I had the privilege of meeting her. And she still holds the record of the oldest person that we have verification, the second oldest person. The first is John Calmont, who was in France, and mm-hmm. she lived to 122. So just being with these people has been a revelation. And not just their not just looking at their cognitive abilities but looking at their personalities and the kinds of things that help them to uh, live so long and live so well that that's the point i think so doc what do you do is is it is it the luck of the draw is it all in your genes or is it really something that you can do to increase your chances to to make it that long it's you know the the first thing is yes some of it is in your genes i mean some people in order to live to extreme, the extreme old ages, I think you have to have a little bit of a genetic edge. But all of us have the potential to live well into our 80s and probably our 90s now with all the health advances. That part depends on us. And uh, a lot of the things are just common sense, you know, good nutrition, uh, physical exercise, uh, not... I mean, you, you can drink, certainly, but not, not, not in excess, uh, not smoking, all the things we know about. 
One of the things people don't know about a lot is about how important it is to exercise your brain. Because it turns out, uh, research shows that the, that the biggest factor in helping older people to remain independent is their thinking abilities, not their physical status. Yeah, basically what you're saying is live your life. Don't stop. Don't you know go for that rocker and keep that. And as you mentioned, brain fitness, boy. It's oh, so, absolutely. It's, it's because get, every, I mean, there's a physiological basis for this. Uh, and there's research showing that it works because... People who keep their minds challenged and who continue to learn new things build connections, build more connections between their brain cells. So you're and saying this, you're saying you can teach an old brain new tricks? Oh, absolutely. I happen to live in a place that uh, called La Salle Village. It's on the campus of La Salle College in uh, in Newton, Massachusetts, and this. Uh, is a community that was created with the idea that uh, of learning, of education, and the people here are required to take courses. And it's just a marvelous atmosphere. I mean, these, this is a group of healthy, lively people, 65 years and older, and a great many of them in their 90s. That, that and and exercise, physical exercise is part of the program, and uh, taking courses, and it's it really is, uh, it, well, the reason I chose it was because of this factor, and uh, it really is a, a sort of a laboratory of what you can do uh, if you keep your brain active in old age. Yeah, that is very exciting, and in fact, a growing trend nationwide for universities and colleges to, to pair up with developers to create these lifelong learning centers. And, and just to make sure we're being clear here, Dr., you could continue to, to study areas that you know, let's say psychiatry, and in truth, it's, it's better to learn something different, even if it isn't necessarily as challenging. I mean, that's part of the secret to brain fitness is to step out of your comfort zone and, and to create these synapses, if, if you will, you know, in, in different disciplines. Oh, absolutely. It's the learning of new things that really builds these connections and the, you know, the, the, uh, newer paths you go on, uh, the more you're going to build these connections. And what happens is you build up something called a cognitive reserve, uh, which really staves off the symptoms of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, you can, you know, if, once you've built up these better pathways, you can lose a few brain cells and it isn't going to make much difference. It's sort of the, the, the stronger the pathways are, the better the information gets through. Well, one, the more pathways you have, the better the information gets through. So you know, if you lose a few cells here and there, <laughs> it's not going to show. Hey, there lot, you're talking to us in, in particular or just people in general? Uh, I'm talking about people in general. <laughs> you know, I cannot help it. When you, when you think about somebody who's 100 years old, they know more than anybody that each day could be the last. What does that do to you as, as you continue to try to live your life? They they have a wonderful philosophy of living one day at a time. Uh, they're positive people. They're the kind of people who see the glass as half full rather than half empty. And there very few of them are depressed. And I think uh, they continue to be somewhat future-oriented, even though they've really come to terms with death, and they can even make jokes about it. Uh, one, of my, one of the centenarians said that... Uh, she really wanted to have all her funeral arrangements in place 
absolutely perfectly set up before she died because she didn't want her children to have that mm. responsibility. And she said, I don't want them to have that responsibility. They're old, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, it's fabulous. And before we go, uh, Doctor, let's, uh, let's take care of a little bookkeeping for you. You mentioned LaSalle Village, and if folks are interested in learning more about LaSalle Village, that website is www.lasellvillage.com, and your book, Living to 100, Lessons in Living to Your Maximum Potential at Any Age. It's a great read, and folks, uh, I'm sure you can get it at Amazon.com, among other places. Dr. Marjorie Silver, thank you so much much for joining us and and keep up your great work. 